Let the games begin. Oh, I didn't come here to preach to you today, but you know that boy is good. Good and terrible. Did you see the memo about this? I got a message for all of them. Ready? Shake and bang. I, I play for keep. That just happened. Boom, and just like that, shout out of a cannon. Welcome to the world famous Say F It podcast, episode 139. I'm Gary Scott, and let that sink in for just a second. 139 episodes with no end in sight. Each and every time I'm taking you on a magical movie journey, all you have to do is sit back, relax, listen, and I do all of the heavy lifting. Just think about it. I'm doing the people's work. I'm here for you. Always, I let you know what you need to see. What can you kind of back off? You can wait a little bit, but I do all of that for you. Let me see this week. I have one, two, three, four movies, a television series, the Oscar recap, and the message of the week. But before I get into any of that, you know what you got to do for me. Make sure you log on, sayeffort.com. If you want to send me an email, it's simple, GaryScott at SayEffort.com. If you want to find me on all of the socials, that's simple as well. Say Effort across all platforms, S-A-Y-E-F-F-I-T. And whether you get your podcast, your audio on demand, or anything else from any platform, it's relatively simple to find me. You just type in Say Effort, find me, I'm there. Like me, subscribe to me, give me a review. I appreciate it. Do what you do so you do not miss an episode. As I said, 139 of these. And if this is your first time, you got a lot of catching up to do. Now that I've taken care of that, first up is Mortal Kombat, which is rated R. Has a running time of about an hour and 50 minutes. And this was something that I was really excited to see. I was excited for a variety of different reasons, one of which, coming up as a, a, a wee lad, as I like to say, I really played Mortal Kombat. wasn't that good at first, but I really enjoyed the video game, and me and my friends, we would play it all the time back when you could go to an arcade and play the original Mortal Kombat. That was absolutely fun. And then... They started doing things like making, like turning video games into movies. Now, most of the time when that happens, there's kind of a rule that me, matter of fact, a rule that me and my brothers have. Usually if they take a movie and turn it into a video game, the video game isn't very good. But if you take the video game and turn it into a movie, it also isn't very good. So... They made several Mortal Kombat movies. I want to say probably the last Mortal Kombat movie was about 25, 26, 27 years ago, something like that. But just really wasn't well received. And then this time, with it coming to some theaters and then coming to HBO Max, I was really excited to see it, mainly with it being an R rating. Most of the other times, I think it was probably PG-13 or PG, and kind of are handcuffed a little bit when you have that PG, PG-13 rating. I understand why it's done, because they want to maximize the audience, and when you usually have R-rated movies, it's probably going to be only adults you'll probably have some kids that adults bring but for the most part 18 and up and that's what you're that's the audience that you're working with but with this being on hbo max rated r 
I was like, it has some potential. And each trailer that I saw for it, it got me even more excited. And with this particular version of Mortal Kombat, they did it differently because they had all of the people that were in the film and from the movie and in the video game, they had a brand and they were all linked together from this marking that they had because that meant that they would all happen to compete in this tournament and that's what linked them all together because ultimately that's what Mortal Kombat is. Even in the video game, it's a tournament to see who's the best. And as I watched it, I was pretty surprised because I'm a fan of the video game, but I didn't realize I pretty much knew almost all of the characters and they had all of the usual suspects. They had Sub-Zero, they had Kano, Liu Kang, but I was surprised that I was just being able to rattle off all of these characters just off the top of my head. There's a couple I had to look up, but for the most part, it was seamless. I knew them and I was just really excited about that. I will say that the action for this version of Mortal Kombat was really good. One of the shortcomings I felt about this particular movie was the dialogue, but also I wasn't really expecting a whole lot of dialogue when you have a particular film like this. You have to, as I say, you really have to go in and with managed expectations. And that's what I did with this version of Mortal Kombat because I was expecting good action, a relatively good story, which they had, but overall it was just a fun film and a fun movie to watch because one, I'm a fan, but two, the action was really good. I will say that Kano was the star, probably the unintended star of this film. Just some of his lines were absolutely great. And I found myself just waiting for certain things to happen. And I'm not going to tell you what those things are. But if you're a fan of the video game, you'll know what they are as soon as you start watching. And you too will be able to like get excited and, and wait for those things to come. But overall, I really felt that Mortal Kombat was a very good movie in the fact that it just was fun. And every film, every movie has its place in the cinematic landscape because everything doesn't need to be an Oscar movie and everything doesn't need to be in a box, so to speak. Because one of the things that I really like is the creativity that comes from creating films and movies and people going out and doing different things. And that's one of the things that I, I really enjoyed about this version of Mortal Kombat is not only was it R, but I felt that it was just different. And you also just love to have a fun movie. Sometimes you just want to watch something and you just want to watch it for what it is and just want to enjoy what you're seeing. And that's exactly what Mortal Kombat is. So with that, I'm sliding Mortal Kombat, which is rated R, has a running time of about an hour and 50 minutes. I'm sliding it as a matinee. Next up is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is rated R, has a running time of about an hour and 34 minutes. And this was on Netflix, and this starred Viola Davis and the late, great Chadwick Boseman. This was actually 
Chadwick's last film, and he also was nominated for an Oscar. And I found myself, at the beginning, I really wanted to see this, and full disclosure, I started watching it, and then I just didn't. I don't know what I was doing, but I didn't watch it. But then came back around, it was Oscar season, and I wanted to see how his performance was and how Viola Davis had her performance. And it was one of those things that, as I saw the running time, because I was excited about that as well, because a lot of times when you deal with an Oscar-nominated film, it tends to be a little long. But with an hour and 34 minutes of running time, I figured that they were going to get in and get out. And this was about a blues singer who was hot-headed. He was a trumpet player. and He just was filled with a lot of PMV. And for the uninitiated, that's piss and vinegar. But he just really wanted to do things his way. And it was set in the late 1920s in Chicago. And as I saw Chadwick's role, it just really always hits home because we didn't know that Chadwick was sick. And it's one of those things where it's always sad when you lose someone and it's unexpected, but it's also different when you lose someone and, you know, they've been sick for a while. And that wasn't the case with Chadwick. It was one of those things where he was here today and and gone tomorrow and just an absolute blow, not just to just the movies and the film community, but just life in general, because he seemed to just have just a really great spirit anytime he did interviews and just the interactions and just the great things that people would say about him getting to know them. But he just seemed like a really great person. So in seeing Ma Rainey, that really hit home as well. And this was his last performance. And I really, upon seeing this, I didn't know that Ma Rainey was based on a play by August Wilson, and then it was also produced by Denzel Washington and Todd Black. But very solid performances from both Viola Davis and Chadwick because every role that he's been in, he brings something to it. And even if the film, the movie itself, isn't good in totality, he brings that light to the role. And there are several, just several actors just off the top of my head that I can think of that do that. Of course, Denzel is one of those. Tom Hanks is one of those. And I think, not I think, but Chadwick is one of those, was one of those individuals as well because he would bring just just the greatness to each role, no matter who he was playing. And I think that is just special and it's a special talent because I know we've all seen movies where we're just like ah we really didn't we didn't really didn't care for it but the performances within that movie you were just like they were great and that's one of the things that that Chadwick did and Viola Davis was playing just an honorary blues singer who wanted things her way and it was the only way, and and I found her her performance to be great as well. So Ma Rainey was definitely something that I was glad that I, I got to see. And when you have an hour and 34 minutes, it doesn't, it's not going to lag for the most part. I, I can't remember 
a time where I saw a movie that was about an hour and a half, a little more than an hour and a half. And I was like, man, that felt really long. But this really moved great performances from Viola Davis, from Chadwick, and I see why they were nominated for Academy Awards. So with that, I'm going to slot Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is rated R, has a running time of about an hour and 34 minutes. I'm slotting it as a full price. Next up, I went on, I kind of went into a little bit of a rabbit hole with the Oscars because not so much that I get consumed by the Oscars, but I want to see as many of the nominees as I can. So hopped on Netflix and I saw Two Distant Strangers. I saw the little graphic for it, really wasn't sure what it was because the graphic was, it pulled you in. But as I was looking at the nominees, I saw that it was nominated for an Oscar. So I take a chance on it. It was rated TVMA and has a running time of about 32 minutes. So it's a short, but it was about a young man who was reliving the day over and over again. He was getting killed by a police officer. And I just thought that this has been done before, but it's always great to see when something that has been done and you put your own twist on it. So whether it be, off the top of my head, I'm thinking naked with Marlon Wayans, but more famous than that is Groundhog Day. And for Two Distant Strangers, it was different because it was something that we've, a premise that we've seen before, but it was done in a different way. And so with Two Distant Strangers, it starred Joey Badass and Zaria. And with this being a very topical short, because you have a a young black man that is getting killed by a white police officer over and over and over again. And I wasn't really sure where they were going to go with it, but I was invested and it was entertaining. And so I see this and it just was very captivating. And again, it was very topical because of everything going on with Black Lives Matter and just the feelings of of what goes on between the African-American community and police because that's been well documented. But with this particular film... I thought that they did a great job of really capturing the emotion and almost the humanity of it all. Because you think that as he's reliving this day over and over again, you're like, where's this going? Where's this going? But the message was absolutely great. And I'm Thankful that this particular project, not sure what it would have done outside of this particular climate, because I think that it it still would have done well, but it gets elevated when we're dealing with this. And this is something that is very powerful and we're dealing with it right now. So I just thought that they did an absolutely great job with Two Distant Strangers. So with that, I'm sliding Two Distant Strangers, which is rated TVMA, has a running time of about 32 minutes, sliding it as a full price. Next up is a love song for Latasha, which is rated TVPG, 
And this has a running time of about 19 minutes. And this was also a short that was nominated for an Oscar. And it was a short documentary, and it was about a young girl named Latasha Harlins, who was killed March 16th. 1991 in South Central Los Angeles in a convenience store for stealing orange juice, but she didn't steal the orange juice and she was just senselessly murdered. And what they ended up doing was in this short, they were putting together a lot of emotion from her friends and her family and just the people that knew her. And you really understand and you got to see that it was just one of those things where, because we always say they took them too early, but for someone just young and just had so much life to give that they were senselessly murdered for just anything, let alone for some orange juice. And you just start to get angry. But with all of this, even with Two Distant Strangers and, and with a love song for Latasha. I just didn't feel as if this was trauma porn. And I just I had never heard that term before. But in doing research, understanding that it's just something that is gratuitous, just the pain is gratuitous and something that constantly strikes a nerve and you're just seeing it over and over again in a gratuitous manner. But that's not what was going on with this. It was very delicately done. And just my heart goes out to just her family, her friends. But it's always hard sometimes for you to, to capture emotion. But they did it. And them being nominated for an Academy Award was well-deserved. So with that, I'm sliding a love song for Latasha, which is rated TVPG, has a running time of about 19 minutes. I'm sliding it as a full price. And that takes care of all of the movies. But next up is a TV series called Generation Hustle. It's rated TVMA. And it has 10 episodes. And this was something that I was intrigued by because a lot of times I see things, and this was on HBO Max, I see things and I'm just like, hmm, what's that about? No harm, no foul. You watch it. And if you don't like it, you've, you can you know, move on to the next. But if you do, you can watch it over and over again. So this was a docu-series and it had 10 episodes. And this was chronicling con artists and I as I watched I'm always intrigued by the psychology not only of people but what makes others follow con artists so episode after episode I'm watching and then I start thinking just what is it that links all of these con artists together. What is what are some common themes that all of these con artists have? And then my mind starts working and I'm like, I got it. So as I, I watch this, I realized that all, I don't want to say great con artists, but all con artists, especially ones that take in a lot of money, they are very charismatic. They have a lot of confidence. 
a lot of energy. They invigorate people. Their presence. They're also selling dreams to people that want to be better. But then also, I realized that the last factor that linked everybody together was that a lot of times it was a Ponzi scheme. And so with that, you're wanting to make more than you really want to put in. So you want to get higher returns and they're selling you a dream. And Ponzi schemes take so many forms. Some of the the Ponzi schemes in Generation Hustle that they were talking about, investing, another one was a workspace platform. And just with all of this, you're just watching these people just take money, but they have these great ideas and they position themselves as it being bigger than themselves. And with that, people get on board. And when people get on board, you start to get a whole lot of momentum. But ultimately, they are deceiving any and everyone, and in many cases, just to save themselves. And that's exactly what was going on. But I found it absolutely fascinating to watch just a wide range of con artists and how they were able to just get so much money, but to constantly deceive people. But then, as with all almost all great cons, you really have to face the music. And with all of those things, they've had to do that. And it's just sad because a lot of times what's left is other people's lives that are left in ruin because of the decisions that they made. But again, I just thought that it was just so fascinating to see masterful con artists at work. Just masterful, but also just very sad that they were willfully deceiving people. But just a great docu-series. I enjoyed it. And it was one, it's definitely one of those things that you can binge and you're just going to be like, as you watch it, you're going to be like, wow. But with that, I'm going to slot Generation Hustle, which is rated TVMA and has 10 episodes. I'm going to slot Generation Hustle as a full price. And that wraps up the movies and the television shows. And now I'm going to give you a quick Oscar recap. So for Best Picture, it was Nomadland, which I'm not upset about. Best Actress was Frances McDormand for Nomadland. Again, great movie, great performance. Best Actor went to Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Was kind of surprised with that because I thought they were going to posthumously honor Chadwick Boseman. But again, you can't argue with Anthony Hopkins, who is just a great performer. For International Feature, it was another round. Still need to see that. For Best Director, Chloe Zhao. For Nomadland, again, not upset about that. The Best Animated Feature was Soul. For Best Supporting Actress, Yang Yu Jung. For Minari. Best Original Screenplay was Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel. And Promising Young Woman, really, really good. 
for live action short film, Trayvon Free and Martin Desmond with Two Distant Strangers, which I previously reviewed on this particular episode. And for best original score, Trent Reznor, John Batiste, and Atticus Ross for Soul. And as I watched, I wasn't too upset. I didn't feel as if any of the winners were egregious. I didn't feel as if there was anything that I just was like, I just don't understand that. But overall, Oscars, just a great show and just a celebration of film and dedicated to this particular craft. So I really enjoyed the show. And once again, congratulations to all the nominees, all the winners. I can't wait to see who's nominated and what films and movies are up for this coming year. Because it's going to be a little different because hopefully the world will be opening back up. But no matter where we are, they're going to present really great pieces of art and film. And I can't wait to see what this year produces. So that wraps up all that I have. But don't worry about it. I have the message of the week. But before I do that, you know how it goes. You got to make sure you log on to sayeffit.com. You can send me an email, Gary Scott at sayeffit. If you want to find me on social, easy, super easy. It's sayeffit across all platforms. S-A-Y-E-F-F-I-T. And whether you get your podcast, your audio on demand from almost anywhere. Actually, I would say anywhere. Say effort is there. Like me, subscribe to me, follow me, tell a friend to tell a friend so you do not miss an episode. Now that I've taken care of that, it is now time for the message of the week. Peace comes when you're able to settle with the things that have previously caused you pain. Don't allow uncomfortable situations to repeatedly take control. That was the message of the week. This is the Say Effort Podcast, episode 139. That's right, 139. I'm Gary Scott. As always, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And if you can tell a friend to tell a friend, to tell a friend to tell a friend, to tell a friend to tell a friend, that's how it goes. It's the only way we're going to grow. Until next time, uh, you know what you got to do. Say, 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 effort, 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 effort. effort.